What's going on everyone? Hope everyone that celebrated Thanksgiving had a great holiday. Welcome back to the Medusa's Cascade Collateral Damage Podcast. I'm Law, also known as Zex, also also known as Quill, the Beastmaster Ranger of this party of pure chaos. We as a group came together with this game to have something to help us get through a tough time. It eventually grew to a point where we have over 50 episodes of the main campaign, two more campaigns in the bag, a recap show, and more campaigns on the way. We've said time and time again that this has been a therapeutic experience. We are learning and growing as our characters grow. So while we have episodes where we're trying to figure ourselves out, save the planes, or we're spending an hour just pranking each other, we hope that you all have been enjoying this experience as much as we have. Thank you for sticking with us, and I promise it only gets bigger and better from here. And now... Zex for the recap. So after leaving the Shuffle Guild, we started making our way towards Grand City to meet up with Argo. On the way, during one of the nights we encountered an odd dire tiger that appeared to have a strange power, eventually learning that it was akin to something better known to some fighters and to some heroes of Granzia some 10 years ago called Echo Fighting. But a dire tiger having this ability is odd though we were told that things were getting odder and odder in recent months this shouldn't really come as any surprise it took me some time before opening the letter addressed to me well quill but when i did it was all locations and a symbol which we later learned that was related to the daughters of creation something weak was was researching before i had a heart to heart with duo long overdue and decided i wasn't going to switch from Beastmaster to monster slayer Poor little guy. He's been through everything with me, and I just can't abandon him now. He makes me better, and I have to do right by him as a Beastmaster. Eventually, on the road, getting closer to Grand City, I met one of my guildmates, my sister, Sonari. A Callister Horizon Walker with a new friend, a red panda named Tobin. I called her up on what was happening, and all the while, she and Argyle were hitting it off. Argyle was spinning, and I tried to warn him, but sometimes you have to touch the fire to see why that's a bad idea. He's also fire resistant. He'll be alright. We traveled together for a bit before reaching the tavern, seemingly there waiting for us to arrive. Jam had updates on our current situation, giving us an explanation of the machines that are being used by the constable to bring the planes together. Another party she works with already found one and are on their way to another. After which, she explains that Chico has been saying that he's been speaking to Melora, the Wild Mother. Galahad and I spoke to him, came clean about the lie that we told him after meeting him, killing him, and reviving him. He took it better than I thought he would. We also got more context about the list of locations and that Melora said that it was very important that we go there. Also, Chico had visions of Atros and Wiaqua floating in the Astral Sea which gave some semblance of relief. There was a lot revealed, a lot to unpack and process, and more questions for what's to come. And that's where we pick up.
after you guys come back out from the uh, kitchen talking with Chico uh, okay so um, yes please uh, be careful out there keep an eye out for Shanks and Grand City when you get there uh, probably would be a good idea to do so what does he look like right now? I'm not sure. Ah. Okay. He said something about blending in, but I don't know how an elf with green dreadlocks is going to blend in very well, especially in a city like that. So um, we'll see. I'm not entirely sure how he's going to do. He talked to Chico for a little while. Um, and he said he he had it so oh okay so we'll find out anything from uh atros needle in a never-ending haystack to be fair no offense to atros i this is kind of a little bit more pressing than absolutely just wanted to put it out there if you heard anything he does have his own ways I guess of doing things if he needs to get from where he needs to go yep. right uh, any word from Pancho from what I asked you last time uh, been slightly busy uh, I will be looking into Pancho after I get back from Nindelof. Uh some like I said some shit came up and the other party has run into uh people that are associated with the constable so it was uh it was had mainly been putting up fires for the last several days i don't know it you know how time is in this place really so poncho yes i will be looking for poncho uh here in the near future but um when we get over to sloan if you guys make it over to sloan then we can we can go from there um, but hopefully by the time you get there, I should have some information from him. Thank you, journeyman. Yeah, yeah. No problem. So just keep an eye out for weird shit and be nosy, I guess. Like, it's they're hidden, uh, hidden in plain sight, or either they're either hidden in plain sight or they are well guarded. Well guarded. Got it. Don't worry, um, gentlemen. Uh, asking questions is this group's specialty. Yes. And I'm also weird well shit aware. finding us. <laughs> that too. Uh, well-being. You can uh, have this. What's in this is strong shit. Uh, but I'll fill it into an empty bottle if you have it. And I'll trade you for some uh, woodland punch or anything else special you have slams an empty like carafe on <laughs> on the table I, I give him the look of like I know you're gonna tell me that you drink strong shit but this is not a good time unless unless you're into blacking out and I just pour the entire contents I go uh, fill me up with whatever uh, won't black us out for the night here if it's so strong you can have some of my dwarven whiskey he, pull, he pulls out a, ha- a bottle that looks like a hammer and begins to pour he begins to transfer it into the uh, the skid you're a damn good man Welby 
we'll see how uh, how strong your stuff is. When you drink it, send a message. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be a good time. It's always a good time with me. What are you even talking about? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, B, I appreciate it. I catch you on the next one. Scamper off, you wee, you wee boys. <laughs> Except for you, you're an old man. I like you. <laughs> the rest of you, wee scamps, just go. Before we leave, I uh, go over to Welby real quick and I lean in so that only Welby can hear me. And I'm like, Welby, do you have any teas, potions, elixirs, anything for a bit of a stamina boost? Oh, God. You know, I do have this powder and it comes from uh, the horns of a goat. Go on. I, it, it's supposed to make you Viral, if you know what I mean. Uh, to pull an all-nighter, right? Aye. Let me give you a wink. Uh, yes. He pulls out a little like pouch, and he's like, he just slides it across the bar. There you go. Just, just put it in a drink. Real quick, so nobody can see it. I just quickly pick it up and I grab his hand and I thank you, Wobby. Uh, actually, you. instead of sliding it across, he he actually pulls it out and sort of has it in the palm of his hand and he, he shakes your hand. <laughs> one of those um, yep. <laughs> one of those shady handshakes. Got it. Got yep. it. Yep. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Welby. His sleight of hand is pretty good. So I'd say uh, what's your what's your sleight of hand modifier? Argon? Uh, for sleight of hand plus 10. Plus 10. Okay. So Between the both of you guys are pretty alright. Yeah. No, nobody notices. Did you just sort of walk over and say something and he shakes your hand and and everything's good. Are you gonna tell him Argyle or give him a, like a hint of like why? I'm pretty sure, considering what he gave me, he understands exactly what I meant. Oh no! You see when you're the, when you're the, telling the, the, him the, the, who you're when rather. you're telling him, oh. he's sort of like going back and forth between you and the only one that he's never seen in this bar before. And I just look at him and just go. QLB, thank you. Go, go. Well, we don't. If I don't see you for a little while, it's totally cool. I'm sure it'll help you. I appreciate you being honest with me. So you know, it's not a problem. I'm, like I said, I'm sorry for everything that happened, but I'm really happy to know you. It's all good, and, bud. You pat you on the shoulder. <laughs> Tell a wild mother I said what's up. Let me talk to her. I will. <laughs> cool, man. Oh, uh, as he's been. You, that smell of the the jerk chicken has just been like permeating you for the last oh yeah, yeah, yeah. conversation so, so like he, I... he wraps he starts seeing him like wrapping up a sandwich and like putting it into like a like butcher's paper and just sort of wrapping it all up and pops it into twine he's like for the road bro appreciate it man um do you also have some of the material the, some of the actual weed itself that you use i, I want to see if i can make these really expensive potions i promise you if i'm able to make them and i can sell them later on i will give you a cut yeah sure man he stands you 
it's just regular. But he's like, well, you have the two the two jibs I gave you are the ones that have those. They're the are the the teeth okay. that I've got. That, I can only right. make a couple. Make you... I can only make a couple a day. So oh, okay. It's uh, all right. Well, look, hang hang on, and don't go to it for me if you find some more or grow some more or whatever the case is. Sure. I mean, whenever I, I whenever I happen to see you, if if I got a couple for you, I'll just drop them for you. But like I said, they only last only like 24 hours, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then okay. then they just become regular pipe weed. Okay. And the same thing with the tea. Mm-hmm. They'll just become regular tea. Okay. Cool. Thanks, man. Of course. All right. So um, he heads out. He goes back to the journeyman. Uh, mm-hmm. She goes over to hook me up with a tea version and oh you got uh, the calming tea yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't know the calming tea could transfigure you um and also he gave me this uh wonderful cloak that i will hopefully be able to use to additionally disguise myself there you go and grazi it is grand city grand city yes by the Walk. You mean the face steps? Face steps, near the face steps. I'll get this shit right eventually. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> so where uh face steps is like the whole western side of the city. So are we talking do you want to be dropped in like Grey Banner and Spore Rock in the South District? Where the where the um where were the reports of the magic going wrong? Uh God. like literally like a square mileage of like fifteen, twenty miles outside of ground city it's like the whole area okay so i mean you get a lot of face stuff around the face steps because well fey wild's kind of leaking into this plane okay and it's doing that i'm guessing from a portal so where's the team on this particular map uh that throws up the uh they're not in ground city yet they're not going to be there for a little while okay they are right here. Okay. And where would the, the face-ups be on this? That would be here, on this little part? Western oh, edge. Okay. Somewhere down in here. All right. You know, so you- pop me in where you, where you think it, uh, it'd be best, and I'll go take the rest from you. All right. Sounds good. Uh... I'll be right back. And he, she pops up and walks out back into the bar and in through the kitchen and disappears for a minute. Uh, roll me a d4. Okay. Two. Okay. Spore rock it is. She comes back out maybe uh, 30 seconds later. She's like, all right, cool. Um, you're going to be up on like the very western edge uh, of the face steps. She pops up the map, actually. She pops the map up and says, actually, hold on. Walks over to her office, rummages around, pulls out a small piece of paper and says, here. She gives you, like, an actual like topographical map of basic street map of what uh, Grand City looks like. It's like, I'm dropping you here. Just outside of the entrance. Okay. On the western side. So, be prepared. There's 
lots of shit happening. Gotcha. All right. The door is all yours whenever you like to go. Best of luck. Appreciate it. It sounds like I'm going to need it. Out here walking into the capital city of Granzia, being wanted as a, you know, multiple murderer. So, yeah, probably will. All right. There you are, sir. All right. So, go ahead and head out. All right. Oh, um. Cool. Sorry. I thought sorry. you were. I thought you were already on there, but this is where you're getting dropped. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tommy, can I uh, just grab a, a couple health potions and stock myself or whatever the case is before I before I enter? Oh, also, I think I'm gonna leave some stuff off of me. Okay. Um. So I think I'm gonna just de. I, I just have to de-equip it, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I'm just gonna probably reduce down on my inventory and get later. I'll, I'll go back through that. Um, but pretty much, I'm just gonna take mine's mine's eye and the dagger. I'll probably leave my battle axe and all that kind of stuff. Sure. He's he's, he's gonna travel light. Um, okay. I'll allow you to grab one health potion before you roll. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Cre- I, actually, I, I, already, light, I, have, if- I think I already have some. Yeah, he's he's traveling. Uh, wait, hold on. I think I already have a health potion. Yeah, I think I think I still have like two from the other thing. Nice. The potion. If you, oh shit! I have seven. Why do I have seven health potions? That's crazy. All right, I'll, I'll go down. You probably to, just got grabbing. He probably just grabbed a bunch of them and never actually. Right, right. <laughs> oh yeah, I think when we when we uh, yeah when we're gonna fight Shrada, I had stocked up heavy. Um, so yeah, I'll actually put some down. I'll travel light. Uh, I'll get down to two health potions uh, and just leave the rest in my room or something. During, put them where he wants. All right. So yeah, I'll, I'll reflip my inventory and um, yeah, and then I head through. All right. So as you walk out, you. Come out into looks like almost like a shanty town. Um, you can see the remnants of the older buildings, sort of still there as you as you look closer. So you come out, sort of step out of the tavern. To the right is the gate, and to the left it sort of goes out for a little while. And you can see sort of how the further from the city, the worse the housing looks like on the exterior never mind just like the area and everything Mm -hmm. is covered in what looks like um, different types of fungus and mushrooms um, smattering everywhere some of them are like blacks and browns and purples and then you see some that are more of the fluorescent greens and yellows and the closer you get into this this wall that you're maybe about 100 200 feet from uh it becomes more prevalent and it, it almost sort of looks like you're walking into a forest when you're walking <laughs> into the, it, the city. into the city at least from yeah. this perspective 
from this entrance. Um, there are several people around you. That's what I was going to ask. You clock them immediately. Most everybody is walking with their heads down because you sort of get the feeling that this is not nearly as safe or quote unquote safe as it would be on the interior of the walls. Mm-hmm. But yes, you do see several people mostly going about their day. Um, you know, the carts being drawn by. There are small uh, vendors here and there, uh, a little further out to your left, and some going in towards the right. You do clock uh, to what look like two guards at the entrance. To okay. Where you are. So, paying attention to the body language, can I perform uh, a stealth? to uh, potentially change the cloak so that I'm not just like magically changing the way I look out in the open. Um, so you wouldn't even need to really roll for a stealth. You find a, a, an alleyway to duck into. Mm-hmm. Start heading a little bit further away. You're heading, I'd say, probably heading away from the walls find yourself an alley on the left and duck in real quick and okay. what do you change the cloaks i like? change it to the type of appearance that i see in the area so camouflage Mostly ruddy downtrodden yeah it doesn't look like it's been washed exactly. or or been mended in quite some time so it looks rather meh yeah it's exactly yeah. exactly what i think into Awesome. Um, the next thing I would like to do is use my uh, mercenary uh, ability to see if I can detect uh, any type of stations or sigils or anything that would stand out to me as, as um, military-based. All right. So as you are looking around, you don't see anything military uh, militarized or, or, or uh, militarily I guess mm-hmm. that's even a word right uh, <laughs> it sounds like it could be I mean I've it heard other words work. that are words that shouldn't be words but whatever so militarily <laughs> doesn't look at doesn't look like there's any sort of military installations um, mm-hmm. from what you can gather it looks like the guards are more from uh, they look like from the cathedral that is mm-hmm. in the center of town gotcha and um can i use the eye for detail um to see their potential abilities or fighting styles or uh just prowess uh roll me an investigation let's say 13. 13. um from what you can tell as you're moving towards them sort of making your way down the street towards them. They both seem to be wearing what looked like either scale or chain mail and have um, shields and uh, what look like long swords. And you also sort of, what you can tell, you can clock at least between two to four archers sort of evenly spread out on the walls above the walls, maybe about 15, 20 feet in height. Mm Mm-hmm. So the walls are about 20 feet in height. Are they climbable? 
Uh, looks like it's mainly uh, sort of sheer. Looks like it's actually been uh, worked like smooth stone. Okay. So there's no. It's like an actual, no, like legit, like almost looks like what I would say, like like almost like a polished concrete, sort of like just a sheer rock face. Okay. Um, can I tell if there's any potential openings anywhere nearby, or if I'll have to go over the wall? Um, there doesn't seem to be any breaks in the wall, from what you can tell. Um, it seems like from where you're at, you're maybe about. Um, to uh, somewhere between two and four hundred feet um, from your the next nearest sort of opening, a break in the wall that you can see along the edge. Uh, that's mm-hmm. another sort of main entryway, and then you can't tell where the opposite is going south because uh, as it sort of curves around underneath, but you do see uh, a road further out that's heading towards that sort of area. So you're guessing probably like you're at least another six or 700 feet, at least if not more away from another actual like entrance from what you can tell it's a solid mm-hmm. wall. Okay. All right. And so let it me would just... be very difficult to climb up to climb. Yeah. All right. So I'll head towards the road. Um, to potentially get to the, the opening. Sure. So, uh, yeah, you're just heading towards... Uh, which one are you heading towards? Are you heading towards the original spot right here? It's this one. Oh, it would be in either direction, so it would be this one or that one? You could do this one, that one, and if you wanted to, and you want to sort of scooch around, you could go down here as well, but... You, if that would be more of a guess that it's there because you see the road heading towards it. Okay. Well, you don't see the actual break in the wall. Yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take this one, and as I'm walking, I'm paying attention to the people, I'm paying attention to their body language, and I'm trying to see if there's anyone that I feel could potentially give me any information or someone who might might hold something. Hold something of what? What information? Uh, I'll, like hold some information, some kind of some kind of information of value. You're gonna need to be more specific. Um, sure. Uh, you can't, you, what yeah. It's what more I'm specific, specific, please. Yeah, what I'm specifically looking for is someone who looks like they have uh, either access to both sides of the road, someone who has gotten into the city. So I'm looking for someone. I don't know if it might be a carriage coming by, or you do see several carts sort of heading towards the entrance. Okay. Can I watch one of the carts enter the gate to see if they check the carts before entering, or anything like that? Sure. So you sort of dip off to the side for a minute and um, watch this cart. Looks like uh, vegetables, maybe cabbages sort of going into this into this place. Single uh, single mule cart with one one driver. Mm-hmm. Um, from what you can tell, uh, they sort of look, they have a, a very brief sort of discussion. 
and uh, billet this guy through like pretty quickly. Okay. From what you can gather, it looks like he's probably been here before. Yeah. So they probably know and have searched his cart many a times. Many a times, right. So it's probably like, oh, you're back again today? All right, cool. Yeah, we've. this looks pretty much exactly the same as it did when you left yesterday. So yeah, go right. Right, right, right. Is there anyone uh, outside of the carts just simply walking past the guards or going into the gate? There are people that are walking past the guards, but the closer that you actually get to it, you do see that there are several sort of uh, like pike or spear guards that are sort of standing off to the like the edges of the walls that will sort of step out and ask them. Looks like they're like asking what their business is, that mm-hmm. sort of deal. Okay. I'm just thinking about what my options are. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Well, like I said, this was going to be easy. Mm-hmm. You got it. Let's see. Um, how far away can I see down the road? I'd say you can probably see, I don't know, I want to say about maybe about 100 feet down the road. As it, uh, you can see down into it, like I said, the foliage uh, sort of begins to sort of creep over and you sort of see undergrowth a little bit further in past the walls. But mm-hmm. there is still like a phosphor- uh, phosphorescent uh sort of lighting along the edge of the roads. So you see where it's going, but you don't necessarily see it sort of gets a little shrouded after about 100 feet. All right. Um, I think I'm going to try to go the stealth route because having a conversation with the guards is not on. I don't, I don't think I'm going to have great performance with that. So I'm going to go further down the road. You said the foliage starts to lean over the area. Is it climbable? And potentially the foliage something. is inside the gate. Oh, the foliage is inside the gate. Yeah, uh, when I say get, down the road, yeah, oh, I you was meant, talking you about meant on the outside, back. on the outskirts. Yeah. If going yeah, yeah, back, yeah. Less going foliage. back, less, less foliage. Less, is is less it open, that. clear? Yeah, it's mainly open. Sure. It's you're in fields essentially. Shit. Okay. Oh, I thought that. Yeah. All right. The idea was uh, potentially try and climb up over. Try and climb into a cart and hide and see if I could just get inside the gates. I mean, you could still try and do that. All right. But without without anything obscure me, it would, it would be a more challenging, unless I follow this out far enough. Maybe. Um, attention. Okay. Well, then let's, let's see if we can have a conversation with the guards then. Um, Tommy, out of game, do, do I know anything about this area? That would, that would, uh, shit. No. You don't know anything recent. Yeah, I don't know anything recent. That, uh, but, I mean, they may not be military, but they're definitely guards, so you have that in common yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, do I notice anything about their uniforms that I could potentially turn the cloak into? For sure. 
uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, and I can change this if I'm wrong, because I don't remember off the top of my head exactly what the color is of the church or what the things are. I think it's Bahamut colors. They look like it's, I'm going to go with that, and we're going to go. But it looks like um, like a, a an azure blue and uh, sort of platinum sort of cloak. Oh, okay. Uh, very familiar to you. This is most definitely 100% like Galahad's colors. Yeah, this is his, this, this is, is Bahamut. Right? This is his boy. This oh, is yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, um So I go here goes nothing and I change the cloak into Bahamut colors. Mm-hmm. The dark Mimi- yeah, mimicking mimicking the way that the, the style, and I yep. take and I take one of the keys. Alright. Um, with the envisioning of whatever types of person or like looking at the guards, trying to get uh, a envisioning of their type of culture, people, races, whatever the case is. Um, these ones look um, fair complexion, um, look human. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing crazy. Shorter hair, maybe shoulder length at most. Shaggy brown. One of them has a beard. One of them doesn't. Okay. So, so kind of yeah, like kind of looking into that. The other thing is um, paying attention to their speech patterns. How did they speak when they were speaking to the the people and asking them about their business and that kind They're of speaking stuff. common. There doesn't seem to be like this is a. You do know that Grand City is like the major metropolis, like mm-hmm. it's it it's like it's like a New York essentially. So mm-hmm. you've heard several different sort of accents and speech patterns of just people talking around you and going in. So you get the sense that regardless of what your accent may be, it may not necessarily have anything to do. It may have no bearing on them trying on to... On them. On them. Yeah, because yeah, they hear different accents. All Just from the 10, 15 minutes you've heard them, it's like going down into like an open-air market in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's yeah. like you just hear all sorts of different accents and all different types of people talking all the time. Like you're, you're, you're in sort of one of these areas. Now, it's not as densely populated, but you hear there are a lot of different... Uh, different uh, different people, different uh, uh, ancestries, different uh, half orc, elves. Uh, you see halfling and gnome. Like this is a big melting pot. Okay. So it, it awesome. Yeah. So it your accent would not go would not affect would not affect point. anything. All right. And for the most part, the only other thing I'm paying attention to is uh, potential mannerisms or ways of handling people like are they speaking to them kindly are they being very curt you know those kind of things sure um seem very direct but very just like i'm just here doing my job gotta ask these questions yep so you hear him repeat himself he kind of closes his eyes a little bit um uh envisions uh what he would like to look like that would seem familiar to them changes the cloak to the colors and he repeats to himself, not a threat. 
course. All right. So as you're walking up, I need you to uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Let's see. Twenty-two. Okay. Four. I think it was constant. No, no, 20, uh, 22. Nice. What'd you roll? I rolled a 17 plus five. Damn, so. son. Okay. <laughs> you get a very, very nice, fuzzy, warm sensation in the middle of your chest. And, <laughs> and you sort of feel like, you're like, yeah, this is kind of yeah i i am i'm not a threat not a threat yeah they're not a threat that's mm-hmm. that's just, you know it feels good like, yeah you know. just it's it's like you haven't felt this this sort of calm in a while like it just just mm-hmm. feels like a, a weight has sort of lifted off of you you sort of you find yourself just sort of just like casually walking towards you've gotten <laughs> into this character bit. of this guard like you know i'm not a threat on this guard you're looking down your the complexion on your hands are a lot lighter than they were before um you feel up on your ears there's no more points on your ears you have no you don't feel your braids going down your back at all like you are like okay yeah not a threat this is cakewalk <laughs> cakewalk this is what it feels like I got you. I feel good. This is this is refreshing for once. <laughs> um, so eventually, you make your way up to uh, these guards that are stopping the um, uh, stopping any of the carriages. Uh, can you roll me a d six real quick? Sure, six, and then it's a three. Three. All right. So they start, they give you a look and, and trying to suss out, like actually see your face because you get the cloak over your, over your head, just sort of. Yeah, I pull it back and I, I salute. All right. Um, yeah. Roll me a, roll me a persuasion check. It's a 24. The guard sort of chuckles and gives you another a salute like that, and then <laughs> just sort of waves you on through. Yeah, go ahead. Doesn't even say anything to you. Just sort of chuckles. Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, maybe about a ten feet after that, you see one of the like plate armored, like spear wielding ones, sort of their head turns, and you can see that you can feel them clocking you. Mm-hmm. They haven't moved yet, but that you can tell at least one of them, the one that's closest to you, probably the one on your left, is sort of watching you as you go by, and he begins to step out from his spot. Okay. And as he begins to step out, I actually see that and go to approach him. Okay. And he walks up. Haven't seen you here before. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he stiffens, uh, stiffen up and, and salute in a very kind of nervous and exciting way I, first day i i so happy i get to join your ranks what's your name uh tommen hey tommen hey um I, I i needed to know a little bit more about like where to go and you know what to do where where, where are you guys set up um you're gonna want to go down through uh just follow this main lane 
do not detour. You're going to want to go through. Don't okay. tell anybody. If they don't look like they're human, don't tell them your name. Gotcha. Um, and uh, once you get out of the forested area of the face steps, you're going to want to go towards the uh, citadel in the center of town. Uh, it'll be right in the middle of the marketplace, and you just go to the citadel and let them know that you are here. Uh, what was your name again? Uh, uh, Brian. Brian. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent, Brian. Yeah. Good, uh, good to have you on board. Um, I appreciate it. I heard some crazy stuff has been going on. I, I, where are you from, Brian? I, I, you know, I just came over from the nearby city right north of us. So um, it's kind of a new thing. I'm so excited. Um, so what, what city? Uh, here, um, here, I'll do you a solid and throw this on there for you if you want. Yeah, yeah thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that Mon? What's that? Monso? Lake Monso? Yeah. Or Rock Point. Rock Point. Do I know anything about these cities offhand? Yeah, you have a pretty, you have a decent idea. I mean, you grew up in the Forest Bastion, Bastion in Luxembourg. Um, okay. Lake Moonbow is like a religious site. Ravenwood's this small town. Nindeluf, um was this gnome village. Rockport was this big, uh, um, like one of the bigger eastern sort of uh, port cities. Um, and then you got the the different. Uh, All right. So. Yeah, he's he's gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ravenwood. It's a small town. I'm a small town kid. That's that's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Small town kid decided to be in the big city. Oh, Ravenwood! No way! How's Ethel? Ah, uh, she's good. She's real son of a bitch. I knew you were gonna <laughs> out of game. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he gives you a slightly puzzled look. Well, you know, how was she the last time you saw her? Did something happen to you during the Battle of the Fey Kings? Yeah, I got okay? a, I got a head knock. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. But they, they told me I would be okay. But my memory is, you know, kind of all over the place. <laughs> but, uh, but I can still fight. I can still fight the good fight. Okay. Roll me another D6. Sure. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a two, sir. That is a two. two. Paranor is starting to creep in. So I want you to give me a deception check with disadvantage. Of course. That's fine. The DC that you have to beat is a 15. All right, fine. You have a pretty high deception. I do not have a high deception. I have a plus one to deception. Really? But I wrote it. That's surprising. Yeah. No, no, no. He has high persuasion, not high ah. deception. That's why. That's why I keep like. That's why I decided to tell uh, Chico the truth mm-hmm. about things. He's like, hey, I'm not going to be good at, at lying to him about. Yep. Um, but I rolled the 18 plus one, so. And that's with disadvantage. Oh shit. Okay. 14. 14. So, so 15. 15. So 15. Plus one. He gives you this look. Son of a <laughs> And is like. Yeah, you're going to want to go see uh, the captain. He's over at the uh, the Citadel. Just remember, don't don't touch anything 
don't give anybody your name that isn't gotcha. wearing one of our cloaks. Gotcha. Done. See you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yep. And he turns and steps back and goes back to his place oh. as you walk in. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. So as you make your way past the guards, you see this sort of like smattering of of, uh, fluorescent pink, yellow, and green sort of uh, spores, lichen, and and mushrooms sort of going along the edge of the roads. And you can see the buildings, and they're very well made. You remember, this is pretty much what this place looked like beforehand, but the overgrowth in this place is way, way more. You see a lot more sort of zips of, hey. of light sort of bouncing around here. Tommy, uh, is there anything that I would I have to roll like a nature check or arcana check to, to see if I can gather any information from the natural elements that are taken over? I'd say you could probably do an arcana check if you wanted to. Arcana? Okay. Yeah, I don't have any. That is a nine plus zero. No fucking clue. <laughs> Surprisingly, this actually reminds you of stories that your mother used to tell you as a child oh. uh, about the Feywild, as Eldrin are from sort of the Feywild, and anyone, any of them that live over in this particular plane have chose to leave the Feywild in order to live in the prime material plane so this actually reminds you a lot of your childhood um a lot of the imagery a lot of the plant life and you see the zipping of uh like fluorescent lights and you know those to be sprites and pixies and fairies so mm-hmm. like, this is bringing back a lot of memories that you haven't thought about for a long 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 time and gotcha. you remember also donna talking about her interest in in the fae as well, so this sort of reminds you of her as well. Very cool. But knowing anything ab- like actually about this, you have yeah, no yeah. fucking idea. Gotcha. You just know you remember the one thing that your mother always told you, and it was the only time you ever heard her say bad words or any sort of cursing. She always uh-huh. said, "Faye are assholes. <laughs> Never trust Faye." Gotcha. Fair enough. And also, oddly enough, when he when uh, Tommen, the guard, says, yes. don't give the, anybody your name, you yeah. already knew that when you realized that this was Fae stuff. That was no, related. you don't give fairies your name. Because okay. They can, Do I know? Uh, because they can ha- use it as power over you. Wow, just your name. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting tie-in potentially. Do you think that that could also be why he doesn't go by his actual name? That may be why he doesn't go by his actual name. Mm. And maybe he just uses the mispronunciation as some bullshit or whatever, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that, why he goes yeah. by something different, maybe. Mm. That's very cool. Call back I to like mom. That. I like that. Alright, I continue on my fortunate merry way. Yes, indeed. Um... Have I noticed anything? Are there any people 
around or oh there are um from what you can tell this is mostly a residential area uh however mm -hmm. um the closer you get to uh about midway down this main thoroughfare it begins you begin to start seeing uh street performers and um some little carts and stalls selling food and items on the side of the road okay um, um, you I've... mainly see elves, some halfling. Um, you see uh, several different um, types of dragonborn here, including mm -hmm. one that almost has like a gem-like appearance. Um, uh, it looks uh, they're playing. They're actually one of the street performers. They're playing a pan flute as that there are like pixies sort of dancing around them. Mm. Um, so a couple of things, Sammy. One, mm -hmm. I want to keep an internal running clock for when this ruse of a spell is going to be up so that I can duck in somewhere and return to my former self. Mm -hmm. um, two, uh, I want to look for potential establishments uh, besides the military stuff, obviously, that I would keep an eye out for. Um, I, I want to specifically look for any type of establishments uh, uh, you know, pubs, bars, whatever the case is, where there may be some uh, underground-related figures. Um, three, um, I, I definitely want to get out of eye shot of the guy who was suspicious of me before I take any actions or make any moves. So, so to get about that far. Uh, you have noticed there are a handful of pubs. Most of them have um, a writing on them that you don't recognize. Mm -hmm. um, actually, what are your what are your languages? Out of curiosity, my languages. Uh, features and traits. You have it right on the front page, unless you're doing it on your phone, then it would be features. Oh, no, no, no. I have, oh, I have it. Common, Elvish, and Thieves King. Okay. Um, you do not recognize the vast majority of the signs that you're seeing. Um, mm -hmm. They are in a language that you do not understand, although you do see several clear markings of Thieves' Cant in a couple <clears throat> of spots, denoting okay. like. Uh, uh, a guild nearby and that sort of deal. So there is there is uh, some kind of thieves or rogues guild in the area. There is. Okay. All so you it's... all you do recognize well maybe not recognize but one of the next two, like one of the thieves can't uh, sort of thieves can't is almost sort of like a, a glyph. It, it's like a right, right, right. Think like a, like the homeless person markings or uh, or do you know what I mean? Like it's just markings that denote words and, and things. Mm -hmm. um, you notice next to one of them is uh, a very rudimentally rudimentarily drawn hand holding on to a heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
would, would I be familiar with that? What, what that actually represents, or I know that that is the symbol for the the guild. Well, you you're guessing that's probably the symbol for the guild. And if you're trying to figure out if you know that particular uh, symbol, then I would say roll me a history check. History. Which is also something I should know. Oh, that's a 19. So, 19, sir. You remember the... The night that you guys got the journeyman back from the constable and got Galahad back from the constable and you received your gifts from or your pieces of information or what what have you from the journeyman the night that you got to see Donna again for the first time in decades you had gone down into the workshop in the evening after everyone had pretty much gone to bed you had just gotten back from uh, having a fun catch up session with uh, Donna I believe you were merely walking down the stairs that is correct sir yeah. um, and you happened upon a letter that Atros had and you remember seeing this seal on it. Now, it wasn't the letter that he had in the little, uh, in Gilead, his uh, homunculus servant. It was a letter that was torn in half. That he was clutching in his other hand. And it had that sigil on it. Hmm. Did I know that that was related to Telltale or anything like that? You didn't do a lot of dealing with those sort of things like you were more of a I'm I'm the sniper you tell me who I gotta knock out I'm gonna knock out you weren't the intel gathering per- part of the equation you were the you were the lethal weapon you were the one that, that put things down and you had people that set things up for you so that you could do your job um, but you do vaguely associating that with the telltale guild okay. alright So at that point, um, from the markings, can I determine where this guild potentially resides? Sure. Um, It looks like if you cut down, from what you can tell, you start following this thing and you cut off the main road. And there are brief little spots of thieves can't and this particular symbol popping up it looks like it is heading in further uh so further south uh in towards the middle of the face steps district you've only gone maybe a hundred feet or so but you've seen two or three spots where you can sort of notice the same thing dotted up further ahead of you you can sort of gain a basic idea of like it's somewhere down this way. Gotcha. So it'd be um, some, gonna... somewhere down in this direction. Okay. So I'm going to head toward that. Okay. 
So you manage to follow your way there. Um, and you find yourself in a small little, not necessarily cul-de-sac, a small little sort of like cordoned area right around here. Only one way in, really, and one way out. All of the buildings are sort of, like, snug, snug together. And there's one sort of leading in. And as you were walking around sort of the front area when you found this symbol, there was, uh, like, shop facings on the front on both sides coming around. Like, uh, let's see if I can get it so you can actually see what I'm talking about. Like, coming up through here and then it heads sort of in this spot right here into this little alcove in between a bunch of different blocks and at this point you know you maybe have like a minute or two left before the uh, altar self wears off you've been following things like pretty quickly like things have sort of snapped into place really fast and you're pretty good at I mean like it's fucking you found the symbol and you just follow him wherever that symbol goes. This is actually pretty pretty straightforward for you. This is tracking 101 and right. this is standard. Um, so you do see as you walk into this cul-de-sac um, there are several see at least one or two kanku on the uh, interior of this little cul-de-sac as you sort of I feel like you're not going, committing all the way to going in yet, just sort of dipping your head in. Mm-hmm. Then I sort of peer down this area. You see several Kenku dressed in varying degrees of dark clothing, um, sort of walking back and forth. Boy, there are a lot of ways I complain this. Um, there are. Okay, do I notice then they have an establishment or a place to walk into, or they're kind of just out in the mud? You can't see anything from here, but you gather there's probably something to it, especially because there's a symbol basically pointing that the guild is this way. Okay. Looking at the body language of the Kenkus, can I notice or derive anything about their behavior or potential intentions? They look like they're working. Look like they are on a task and they are trying to complete that task. What the task is, you're not entirely sure, but they look like they are moving with purpose and that they are moving quickly. Do I notice any objects in their hands, tools, etc.? Um, you see bags, some crates. Um, you do get the glint of some weapons, short swords, daggers, that sort of deal. But I mean, this is a rogues guild, so makes sense. He whispers to himself, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> uh. What's the timing on the, the look? You got like maybe 30 seconds at this point. 
30 seconds. I'm gonna hold off until until the look reverts. Okay. So as you are standing there, still in mm-hmm. your uh, guard's cloak, mm-hmm. um, you feel the sort of the the effects of the altar self spell that was in the potion in the in the tea dissolve from you, and in your head you hear, "Can I help you, sir?" And I turn around. And who's there? There's a Kenku about four, four and a half feet tall. Um, has a like a faded black sort of looks like almost a scarf that's wrapped around their head and sort of off onto one side, wrapped several uh, like the longer form sort of bandages wrapped around their arms and around their hands. You see two small short swords uh, crisscrossed on their back. And um, just a very emotionless expression looking at you. I'm sure I'm used to that, but um, do you know the name of Atros? What do you know of Atros? You hear in your head. Well, I need to find his guild or his former guild. You see him sort of weigh his options here for a second. Mm -hmm. He just gestures like this towards the alleyway that you are looking down. Mm -hmm. Straight ahead. Thank you. And he walks that way. All right. So you are back to Shanks again. Yep. No longer look like Brian. Yep. So as you walk in, you clock at least 20, 25 Kenku now. Uh, several sort of up in different sort of balconies. This sort of looks like, think of like, uh, like the back areas for several like apartment buildings you would see in like the Bronx. So you see in like mm-hmm. basic fire escapes and stuff. So like, there's several levels that you can see. The buildings are like twenty to thirty feet tall in this area, and um, they all stop immediately what they're doing as you are walking in, and this Kenku is just behind you just sort of ushering you like yeah keep walking and as you walk into like the center of this alcove you hear like a bunch of sort of like chittering from all of these kenku and uh, the one behind you like sort of squawks out to the rest of them and they all sort of like turn and look and he says I will be back with the master in a second in one moment please do not move they are looking for a reason to kill you the bounty is too high understood so 
this Kenku leaves, heads off into like this back building off to the left a little bit. Everyone's like eyeballing you. They're all sort of sitting there, hands on their weapons. I assume you just you basically hold your weapon, don't move. I am not moving at all. Hands out, fingers splayed so they can see that nothing's in your hands. You're just standing there looking, not moving a muscle. Mm -hmm. After the most tense two minutes of your life, (laughs) the Kenku comes back out and behind him is a five foot tall Snow Owl Aarakocra. Oh no! And the Aarakocra speaks and says, Tell me now why we shouldn't just kill you and get the reward. You know of my love? Prove it. You see him very slowly, very slowly reach under the cloak and pull out a single arrow from the cloak very extremely slowly, extremely slowly. I handed it the arrow. The arrow. Um, looks at it. Okay. Tell me, while, while she's investigating the arrow, um, there's a couple of things that I, I want to have been trying to take in. Okay. One, I'm trying to remember all of the general information that Atros told me of Lenore. Basically, what I want to do is get a sense um, of her intention uh, or whether she is evil or good. Align. Can I sense alignments or sense kind of like... I'm honestly intent. not a humongous fan of alignments because I think people go too hard like, well, this is yeah, yeah, a yeah. chaotic neutral or a... Right, 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 right. Be the character. Just Yeah, is. but I just want to sense that she's, she's just, at least... You get the you, vibes. You're looking for yeah, vibes. vibes. You want That's you want to try and figure out the vibes. Yeah. Just like, I feel like it, it all boils down to like, what kind of vibes is she giving up? I, I love it, man. Let's go. Um. So from what you remember and there wasn't a whole lot that he like he didn't really expound upon Lenore not a talkative she, guy. not very talkative at all um, was a cleric mm-hmm. and um, was usually very jovial and very welcoming and you also know that she died and she's alive now mm. in front of you and I, I think he, I think when Atros discussed something about the letter or something, I know I know they had a discussion about Lenore because I know Shanks referenced Lenore with the rig situation. Um, so I know they had that discussion previously. Yes. I just don't remember the particulars of it. But, uh, from what you can remember, um, he said that. If she is truly alive, in his eyes, she would be an abomination because he yeah. already lost his. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Essentially, that's right. The, I mean, it was more eloquent, but essentially, right. that was the gist of also how he felt about the conversation. Yeah. Okay. All right. So cool. Okay. So that gives me a, a, a brevity with that. Um, the other thing is, I'm trying to kind of get a depiction of what they may be doing. I don't know if that would be an investigation check or not, but I would say passively it looks like 
they're moving things around. Uh, from what you can tell, just just passively while you're sort of like trying to not be disrespectful and take your eyes off of yes the leader that everyone's still sort of looking at you, but you can see boxes and bags being moved from different uh, doorways on the first floor, and you get the general sense of things are being either made or developed. It seemed like they're working on something. What? You're not entirely sure. All right. And last question is uh, the amount that's on Shanks's head is how much? Uh, it's going to be uh, 10,000 platinum. 10,000 platinum. What is that relative to the group bank just for shits and giggles? 10,000 platinum. Um... If I remember correctly, at its highest point, it was at maybe total the group, like the group and everything, was maybe about two thousand platinum. Okay. All right. I just want to kind of get a so equivalency would be like ten thousand platinum would be a hundred thousand gold, and a hundred thousand gold would be like a million dollars. Gotcha. Okay. All right, so at its peak, about two. Okay. Awesome. All right, I will. If you're take... looking for vibes on her, mm-hmm. I want you to roll an insight check. Okay, insight check for her. I'm gonna use. It's gonna be your rules. goddamn bread and butter as an inquisitive. <laughs> that is eighteen. Eighteen. You don't get any like evil you don't get any sort of evil vibes from her like sinister vibes malcontent you do get that she seems to be very determined in whatever they are doing she is most definitely and obviously the spearhead that is pushing everything forward okay she's finished looking at it essentially you're sort of gathering this in the span of like maybe 15-20 seconds as she's looking around just the quick little snaps of here and there trying to remember pieces of conversation that you had with Atros weeks ago for you Um, and she goes this is his work why will he not answer me I have written him many letters he uh, got himself into a bit of a situation, which is why I'm here partially. Really? You guys look like you're very busy at the moment. I didn't mean to interrupt. Are you so sure about that? Well, meaning to thing- interrupt. Yeah, I mean, this was not uh, my first idea. I'm just kind of here to let you know that. Uh, and yet you whatever you guys, whatever you guys have uh, have planned, uh, is going to have some problems pretty soon. Is it? But you should be aware of it. Well, pray tell. Uh, well, oh, Tommy, how long did you say those machines? A week. You had like you guys had six months from when you guys walked out okay. of the tavern. To no, how long before the cataclysmic event did you mention? Six months. Six, six months, months. Six months until the, you're past the point of no return and there's no way of stopping it. Gotcha. Um, 
back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in about six months, all of the money and efforts that you would be putting forth would be futile anyway. And this is? Uh, because the realm is going to be destroyed. And that is my worry, why? Well, because you're in it. It'll be three other realms, so even if you realm hop, it hopefully won't be one of those either. She looks as if she's debating something and sort of looks over to the uh, Kenku that had spoken to you earlier. And after about maybe another 30 seconds, she looks at you and says, What do you know of Elrin? You have to roll for that, Tommy. I, I don't. It would have to offhand. either be history or religion. History or religion, and I don't just know the name offhand. Uh, you have heard Atros say it before, and yeah, Argyle heard, say I've it before. You've name. heard the name, but you tried to think of it. Th- yeah, you, yeah, you've you've tried to think of it before, but no, nothing okay. sort of came up. Okay. Oh, also an eighteen, flat eighteen. Nice. You go back to the same things when you heard, first heard the name Elrin. They're definitely not part of the Celadrin, which is like the standard elven mm-hmm. uh, elven pantheon. You're not really entirely sure about the the dark Celadrin and I mean, you do know of like the standard the quote-unquote evil drow, which you haven't met an evil drow yet, so you're not here like not a big deal one way or the other. Right. Um, but Elrin doesn't ring any bells for you. Granted, you're not a very religious person, and <laughs> this may be an alias um, because, as most gods do, they have they are known by many names. So this may be something that's just it may, you may know who this god is or this demigod or whatever they are, but you don't know this particular name. Okay. So then I'd like to ask her more about it. Um, I, I, I've heard the name in conversation, but I don't know that much uh, about, is it Eldrin? Elrin. Elrin. E-L-R-I-N. Got it. He's the bringer of balance. He smiles when she says that. You're a, you're a fan of balance as well? Indeed. Well, listen, I, I know that there is a price on my head and, and 10 platinum, 10,000 platinum would be, you know, valuable to anyone. Uh, I do have a uh, benefactor who has made it clear to me before that, that money is not an issue. So, you know, I might be able to help in that without having to have myself uh, potentially demised. Um, But I will say besides that, I have skills and information 
and I would really prefer if we could work together and you could assist me in helping to stop this unless uh, you need help in making something else happen. We're searching for an artifact. What type? Ancient of some kind. Elrin has not been forthcoming with it. Well, do you guys know of any portals nearby between potentially the is it the Feywild and uh, this realm? Well, she sort of chuckles. You've essentially stepped into a portal in the Feywild, but I know what you mean. Well, there is a rumor that beneath the citadel there is a gateway. Gateway to the Feywild and legend has it a gateway to other cities on Granzia. I have yet to find them. But we've only just begun. Then, as a payment for the time that you're giving me, um, would you consider my assistance as service to your efforts? I do have some skills that could be helpful, potentially. Atros, at least, thought so. I have to roll persuasion let me know she you can tell she's thinking gotcha she's 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 definitely weighing her options currently and after a very tense moment where you're just sort of like um <laughs> just gonna I'll, I'll stand right here until you're ready mm-hmm. I am patiently waiting bated breath I believe mm-hmm. uh, she says if what you say is true about the planes then there is no need for money but a sufficient sacrifice is not the best word to use but a an offering would be required. Well, I definitely have at least knowledge of the whereabouts of your love. And to be honest with you, I'm probably just as interested in finding him as you are. As truthful as you may be, I find that very doubtful. Not to disparage what you are saying, but I have a vested interest 
in finding him. And for the time being, that makes our goals align. What goals would that be besides finding my love? The artifact, the portal, and your love. Come with me. She turns and walks into one of the buildings. <laughs> Yay. I don't know how much I'd be celebrating, but Dude, I'm I'm only celebrating because she hasn't fucking killed me right now. That that, that is that, that is worth is celebration. celebration. That is worth celebration. Yeah, that is. is worth celebration. It is. In a fucking murder at Kanku. Just... Yeah, I feel like she's I wanna say flavor wise. This is, you've seen the first Kill Bill, obviously. Yeah. This is um, uh, Oren Ishii and the Crazy 88 is essentially the vibe that you're yeah. getting from all of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and Lenore is 100% Oren Ishii. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow, this is going to be fun. So you walk into a, a dimly lit hallway. She's maybe about five or ten feet in front of you, walking at a very steady pace. No doors on either side. Eventually, maybe about 20 feet in, you get into uh, there's a, like a doorway at the end. Not even a door, it's more of curtains. And as you walk through the curtains, you see a small shrine. Maybe about two or three feet in uh, width and depth and maybe about five feet tall of a golden elf wreathed in fire. And she walks up to it, kneels before it, and presses her forehead to the ground. then gets back up to her knees turns to you saying nothing and sort of nods to do the same do the thing absolutely yeah I'm gonna go ahead and do the thing alright with as much uh, with as much attention to detail and how she did it timing yep very straightforward kneel rest for a second it's like kneel beat down, forehead, beat, back up. Think like like a Buddhist monastery. How they mm-hmm. do the their prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she looks to you and says I cannot dictate what your offering will be. And then looks at the shrine. But he will. I need you to sit and concentrate on this. 
Very well. I uh, look around for the best place to um, get into meditation. Uh, if she directs me to a place, I will choose that location. She sees you looking around and essentially says, where you are is perfectly fine. Very well. You see him do the little kind of floaty leg thing, you know, when you cross the legs and just, mm-hmm. yep. Oh yeah, lotus and, position. Yeah, lotus position, but just from that float, I have to say, I love, I love to see people do that floating down on the sides of their feet. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's really cool. All right. So oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So he he does that, and um, and he he begins to meditate, searching for uh, both a little. Uh, he's a little split because he he wants to know who this new person is. He also wants to know how it relates to uh, his ancestor as well. Balance being a a, a key in that at least he hopes they're on someone of the same page. Okay. Roll me a religion check (laughs) with advantage because you are in the shrine and you are doing it with a specific purpose. Oh, cool. I'll use a different uh, dice for that. Green one. You're being directed. Okay. That's a 15 and an 18. I am rolling 18s all day. (laughs) Not the highest number, but still, that's pretty good. You float down from the sides of your feet into a lotus position. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose and exhale, smelling now what you didn't notice before, a, a bit of incense that is sort of going throughout the air. And before you really sort of get into it, you peek one eye open and you see Lenore's actually lighting incense on the shrine. And she looks at you and it gives you sort of like a stern, like motherly look like you know what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And you close your eyes. You hear her, though it's very slight. You hear her walk from the room. And as you are breathing in this incense that's in a sort of earthy sort of smell and then you get a sort of hint of it's hard to place right off the bat sulfur or there's like a, a it's hard to describe it's a smell but it it's like a sweet burning. So almost sort of like a sweet decay sort of smell. And it just sort of envelops you. And after a few moments of this, you open your eyes and you are in a very similar room like you would say almost the same room but noticeably the shrine is not in front of you and as you sort of turn to scan the room there is a very well dressed elf 
like golden complexion. Sitting on a small sort of like floor pillow in the same position that you were in. And as you sort of fix your gaze on them, one eye opens and then the other eye opens and you get sort of a f- small flicker of light, almost like a, like a, a flicker of flame as they open their eyes. <sighs> See, she's brought a new recruit. You're muted. Do, yeah, sorry. Do I deduce at this point that this is Elrin or? It looks very similar to the shrine that you had sat down in front of before. Although you gather this probably is not in the room, probably in your mind or in some sort of astral type shit. God stuff. You don't fucking understand this yeah. stuff, but you've you've had this a couple times. You're like, yeah, this this seems about distract. Yeah, distracts. Yeah. yeah, this is on brand. This is good. Okay. Elrin, I suppose. You suppose correctly. I was told uh, that to be a part of what's going on here, that I would have to make some type of contribution or tribute. You were told correct. I am doing this because I would like to save the realms and save my friends. Is this possible to accomplish with your help? All things are possible. The realms, the realms, the realms, the planes. Such chaos. Beautiful. You are very different from Tommy. Remind me of the name. Is it Sa- Saladar? Saladar. Who? The ancestor that Shanks met in the rig uh, situation. Uh, Solinar, Valinar. Solinar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were called. Yeah. You were, mm-hmm. the, yeah, okay. Yeah. You okay. Got it. So. That sounds right. I knew it was a uh, Lenore. It was like something. one of the. <laughs> All right. So, so he says you're you're very different from. So Lenar. Am I? Maybe not in ultimate intention of balance, but you definitely give a different vibe. There are two sides to every coin. My interest is speaks. What's your side? Chaos. So Balance is derived from chaos? Of course, you cannot have one without the other. Without chaos, there is stagnation. With stagnation, there is death and decay. A little bit of chaos sprinkled in, tiny bit of destruction, a lot of initiative and innovation. Change happens. Balance is restored. And the cycle starts again. What would you like to see happen with the realms? 
Oh, I have lots of plans. Lots and lots of plans. Uh, if they'll ever come to fruition, I don't know. But it's fun to try. But plans for right now? I'm in search of an artifact. Playing a bit of a long game, if you understand my meaning. Understood. Is this artifact in any association to the devices that may be colliding in the realms? No. No, 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 no. Nothing to do with little old constable over there. Little. Somebody is what he is. <laughs> Someone's obviously compensating for something. I would agree with you on that. What what can I do? Besides obviously helping you to find the artifact, what can I do to gain your help in at least the short-term efforts that I can see from my very humble, limited perspective. Well, since you've stolen my first question, what can you do? Well, I seem to find that my curiosity leads me to very interesting places and helps me to find very interesting things, people, situations. So, other than my eyes and my bow, all I can do is be a piece on your chessboard side. He gives you a small smirk. I suppose could always use another player. What are you willing to offer? I have my services. I mean, I'm not I talking about your services. Well, what do I have that you are interested in? That's a very good question. What do you have that you think that I would be interested in, no. Mr. McNasi? You always know my name. Well, to be fair, when you shoot things in the genitals, it's hard to not remember those things. You're quite yeah, funny, but... actually. It's very amusing. <laughs> I have a chaotic streak. I'm out wide. You don't say. Yeah. And to be fair, I found that using someone's surname is way more on ominous and a little bit unnerving, if you get my meaning. That's only if they don't like you. Sometimes if they do as well. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, the only thing that I can tell you is I'm a very simple elf. I'm not complicated in any way, and I don't claim to be. However, you want an artifact, I will do my best efforts to find you this artifact, as long as it hopefully does not contribute to the demise of my fellow compatriots. 
Will it do that? The artifact? Yes. Will it add to the demise of your fellow compatriots? No, it will not. As I said, it has nothing to do with uh, good old Connie's plan. Then, as I said, that that is all I know from you that I can offer is my help in achieving your goal. I'm looking for something a bit more intangible, and from what Atros has been telling me, you're far more complicated than you seem to be letting on. If you know where Atros is, why doesn't Lenore? It is her job to find him. Everyone must go on a quest. Everyone must prove themselves worthy. I do like speaking to individuals and beings that can see so many steps ahead. Comes with the territory. I'll ask you this because I do not want to waste your time trying to sit here and use my intelligence at whatever level it happens to be to figure out what may interest you that I am not aware of at the moment. Sure. Could you, could you help me and enlighten me to this? No. I like to mix things up every now and again. What is your happiest memory? My mother. My mother spending time with me when I was younger. Life was simpler and death was not staining my eyes constantly. He leans in. I want specifics. Give me one specific memory. Let's say if you're wanting me to narrow it down for you, the one happy memory that you believe has made you who you are today. This is something that you will take from me. Is it something that you're willing to give? Sacrifices are always necessary. Never wanted. You asked, I answered. My happiest memories was my mother smiling when I made my first 
cushion. She was so proud of me. The love and effort that she had put forth into me, teaching me the ways of alchemy finally culminated in my first achievement. And that brought me joy. The only joy that I had been trying to reproduce with everyone I've ever met since then. From my father with my archery, to my friends with being the damaged whore that I am. I honestly just want them to be proud of me the same way she was that day. And yes, I do believe that memory has made me who I am today. Interesting. Now you're not the first person that I've asked this question to. And you're not the first person to give me an answer similar to what you just gave me. May I ask, why are your fondest memories about achievement? Well, unfortunately, I was raised in a way where I was taught that being who I was in the area that I was looking how I did, I would have to be many times better than someone else who did not have my unfortunate genetic circumstances. So, achievement was very high on the list. It is all well and good. No sheer joy? (laughs) No unbridled love? No release? No Oh, what is the word that I am searching for? Pleasure? No, it's... Fuck, I'm starting to try to think of the word. It starts with an M. Or an, an R. Motherfucker. Um, relief. No simple relief. From any pressure. It's all achievement. Everything that you have done can be tallied. Is there nothing that you would call frivolous the moments of chaos the balance to your achievements that type of balance and freedom as desirable as it may sound is not given to everyone equally. Yet I still assume that you have experienced these. Have you not? Perhaps not in your childhood, but you've lived a little while. Sure you've had some experiences. Of course. 
you are a perceptive man of deity. What would you like to be called? Whatever floats your boat. Very well. Yes, I, I do have that moment of passionate enjoyment and freedom. However, the only reason why I do not categorize it as a happy memory is because of the pain that was linked to its loss. As I said before, you cannot have one without the other. What is joy without sorrow? happiness without pain love without pain then yes then my other option would be my love for Donna and it's a specific memory that you would so like me to share would be Donna Donna, is there a surname for this Donna? You do like surnames to call. To call? Very nice. Donna to call. I'm surprised you're not already aware of her. She was a much more religious type person than me. But she did it in a fun way. Never really imposing her beliefs upon me, but more sharing wisdom and perspective. I am not what you would call a part of the main pantheon. A little more obscure. It's fun, though. Desire to be? Why would I want to be in the forefront when I have so much fun fucking with everybody else? You know, I've been telling people how much fun it is to be in the background doing things, but sometimes people like you to get close. And here you are. So, specific memory for you is one of the first times I went out with Donna. Excellent. Think of that for me. Just hold it in your mind. Are you still sitting where you were before? Yes. Okay. Elrin stands. And he is much taller than you thought he was. Walks over to you, crouches, makes eye contact with you, puts his finger to your forehead. You feel a burning sensation where he is touching, and you awake. Roll me a 
wisdom saving throw. That is a five, sir. Okay. You don't really remember what happened. Oh, shit. You remember sitting down, meditating. You have, like, this vague sort of memory of a, like, this room, but with no... Mm -hmm. Uh, shrine, and then your eyes popped open. Fantastic. So you're a little sort of like, well, I guess. Dazed and fucking confused. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Lenore walks in, maybe about five or six seconds after you are sort of like looking around like did I actually do anything or have I just been sitting here and Lenore walks to you and doesn't say anything looks at you and there is a, a pleasant disposition to her like body posture wonderful he accepted your offering. Please, come with me. And she puts her hand And I stand up and follow her. Very well. As you are making your way back down this hallway, Lenore speaking to you as you are walking. Now, in the time that you were out, I received a vision from Elrin. We are not in need of your services in regards to the artifact. However, there is a certain member of the party that you are in that holds a special regard for our lord he wears his symbol upon his brow or from what I'm told just above it Argyle yes You must help him in his quest. This is what he desires from you. Not only that, but from what I'm told, this will help you with your current predicament that we are in. And she sort of gestures broadly to like, So, at this point, you are walking back out into the little alleyway. From what I'm told, 
your friends should be arriving in a few days' time. Thank you. Unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, you are welcome to stay here until the day of their arrival, and then I must have you leave. Understood. I have immense gratitude for your generosity. It is the will of Elrin. Uh, outside of that, just wanted to let you know that Atros cares very deeply for you. And obviously it has more to do than the beauty of you that he spoke of. Flattery will not get you anywhere here. I'm not interested in flattery, just wanted to let you know. She gives you a, a very graceful nod and leads you to like the back sort of edge uh, of the cul-de-sac, sort of like, it's sort of like a, almost like a, a heart-shaped sort of cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. There's a little alleyway and there's a couple little divots going down. Yep. Sort of leads you into that like top right-hand corner and into a small, like basically like studio apartment. Gotcha. And sort of says, you can stay here. Uh, however, I ask that you leave the remainder of the guild to their devices as they are indisposed. But you have safety here until your friends arrive. Thank you. She nods again and leaves you in that particular studio. I think you would probably, you know, set up Alchemy Shop, make sure his memories of Alchemy still work. Uh, uh, Everything. Is there anything? Is there anything in the room that's of interest? It is a bare room. It's a bare bone room. Feeling in the floor. Okay. There's a rug in the Uh, corner. I think, I think what he would do is uh, take the other potion of disguise that was given to him. The altar self, yep. And and potentially try to break that down with his uh, alchemy skills. Sure. Um, roll me an intelligence check. Uh, with uh, You can add your proficiency to it. Proficiency to it. Okay. Yes. 19 plus 4, 23. Yeah, nice. Nice. 23. Um, you can sort of see mostly how, like, the magical effects, you can kind of see where it's coming from. Yeah, it might take me a couple of times to... Yeah, there's definitely, there's like this druidic sort of natural magic that mm-hmm. you can't quite place your fingers on and yeah. like it's there's there's more of a a natural uh, like a natural aspect to this than you originally thought so like you have a basic idea of like okay he imbues these things with like sort of a natural sort of druidic magic and mm-hmm. you can sort of see some of the components where like you don't necessarily understand what the components are actually doing but you've seen them in other 
alchemical sort of setups for illusion and trans uh, uh, transmutation. Right. But you don't think that you could replicate it without really trying to figure without out getting what that natural aspect to it. It's sort of like the same way you 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 found like the the elven speed, like yeah. the the. It, You've refined the coffee, but there's like a natural aspect that, that you're missing that you're not entirely sure right. on. Because right. nature's not really your forte. Gotcha. Um, to know for the future, because I'm, I'm just trying to set up for a potential direction with, uh, with him in the potential future on like max leveling or whatever the case is, or some kind of, you know, multiple proficiency bonuses or whatever the case is. Will I be able to concoct? uh those types of potions i'd say um, higher with, levels with um i'd say if you're trying to do a potions and this is doing it with the tea is different because it is a a it's not like a alchemical sort of <laughs> setup so like you would be able to break down an actual potion if you had so if i had an actual potion you, it would be easier because you you've done potion making like you understand gotcha. the the uh, the chemistry within that but this is right. like um this is like chemistry and then there's biochemistry gotcha. and you know chemistry but this tea is closer to biochemistry than it is to chemistry so right. so, so as i as i expand my knowledge so every time i do something like this i kind of expand the, the wheelhouse and a little bit yeah you well. would have to pick up proficiencies uh probably have to pick up a proficiency or uh, whether that's through uh physically going to someone to teach you reading a book about these things there are things out in the world that you that can do that but like probably adding uh nature to nature uh yeah you would need that nature component because you sort of have it's like having all science but no like natural right, sort right, of right. add into it the right. the conventional knowledge you get like the scientific knowledge i got you yeah you can kind, of, kind of go know where i'm going but like like you were saying before like as i as i buff my wisdom itself it'll it'll get to the point where i'll have more of those base knowledges as well yeah sure if i remember correctly nature is an intelligence step okay oh it's so, an intelligence not yes gotcha. wisdom is more along the lines of like um like insight and medicine would be closer to what you're medicine doing. like magic. herbalism type deal but this is less medicine more magic okay okay but yes that is 100 percent possible to eventually figure it out but there are it's like going from it's like going from 2d art to 3d art like mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. can do it in theory and in practice and right. it's like, well, yeah, it's it's really just X, Y, and Z, and then you realize it's really A through Z of all the yeah, stuff that you didn't really, realize that were the yeah, extra yeah. components that were coming into it. So it's yeah, like, he'd really have to hit the lab and and uh, study that over a period of time. Yes, it would that have makes to, sense. It would it would be a learned skill, but you could definitely learn to do that. Awesome, cool, man. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's his first little introduction to that world. Um. Because I, I believe that just over time, as he continues to break down these structures, he'll potentially have this ability to understand just what he can do, what he can't do, and you know, mm -hmm. be able to to, to kind of grow that skill set. But I think wow. it's a cool skill set. Hell yeah!
as the door shuts behind you. Hello? Just head to mm-hmm. Grand City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Unless anyone has anything to discuss. No, not offend. Oh, good. Let's take the right. All right. Um, so it's about mid-morning at this point. Uh, you figure you can get pretty much the same distance you would have if you hadn't stopped. Um, you're like maybe five days out at this point. Um, so I'm going to have... Uh, let's... I'll start at the top of my screen. Uh, Kyber, roll me a D100. 85. Okay. 85. Uh, two days have elapsed since the last time uh, you asked me this question, uh, Sebastian. So you should be pretty close to done. By the time you get to Ground City, you should be done with your your stuff. Um... Okay. The day passes pretty much without any sort of uh, hindrance. Nice, easy ride. Um, Sonari has taken the lead as this is her sort of the the plains area is sort of her forte, both literally and figuratively, setting wise. Um, so. You get there, uh, you end up making up a little bit of time. So you get a little bit further ahead. You probably maybe cut about a half a day's travel. She finds a couple of shortcuts, um, cuts across some fields that, I mean, really, they're just grass fields. They're not even farmland. So you end up uh, making it a little bit further than you would have thought. So let's see where on the map we got you. Right on. So you make it past, uh, like just to the edge of the uh, Solinka Pass, the mountains that uh, Barovia is uh, nestled in, and uh, you find a pretty decent spot. Like I said, it's mostly fields, so find a, a decent spot with a good vantage point uh, to set up camp for the evening. And we, you guys, go through the, your normal routine with the jobs that you guys do. So I'm just going to say that that's a, a given that you guys are able to find find food and uh, set up a camp properly and get everything going. And I will say, who wants to do any sort of uh, what is what is the watch schedule? I'll go on last. second watch. Do last. Second uh, watch. All right. Um, I'll do first. <laughs> and Argyle's just sort of like, nope, I'm all set. <laughs> yep, he's hanging cool. out with he's hanging out with Bay. Yeah, not this time. <laughs> uh, no guard watch this time. <laughs> Go visit the planes. You, you, you got this right. You got this right. You could. So you guys <laughs> just don't burn the forest down, please. Um, Doc. Roll me a d6. 
Four. Four. Okay. Sonari uh, is actually going to take watch with you on uh, second watch. Oh, damn it. Or uh, are you on first watch? No, I'm on first. Yeah. First watch? Yeah, she's going to take first watch with you. Okay. <clears throat> it's okay, Argyle. She'll get her watch done early and then she'll go to you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got, I got thirsty real quick. Nope. Uh, it's been Ar- like Ar- six months or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with forever. Argyle's peeking from his tent, like, hurry up, hurry up. You guys done? I hear like Ace Ventura in the in the hut. Have you guys done yet? <laughs> it's been an hour yet. Has it been an hour yet. Has it been an hour yet. <laughs> All right. Um, so there we go. Uh, Doc, you can roll perception or sure. what do you want to do uh yeah uh usually that's what she happens to do anyway right yeah, all right yep yeah. cool okay. she will roll with you wow 18 nice it's pretty um it's pretty clear um it the the day was really nice this morning and the clouds sort of stayed away there are a few wisps above you it's like maybe, yeah, I think it was a, what was it, a crescent moon? Uh, still, it's still sort of in a crescent moon currently. Uh, off in the distance, you do see the mountains that you guys spent three weeks in, and it sort of gives you the creeps a little bit. Um, you know, like it's sort of bad memories of, of all the shit that went down in the last, for you, couple of weeks. Oh, so yeah. it's fairly fresh. Uh, Sonari sort of looks at you as you're sort of staring off into space looking at the mountains. Sonari's like, uh, everything okay there, buddy? Uh, just, um, bad memories, that's all. <laughs> oh, yeah? Were you, were you, was that with, was that the job with sort of pointing back towards Zex? He's, she's not saying his name. Just, hmm? Oh, just like trying to hint at it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it involved a party, but yeah, it's... <laughs> it's one of those moments where, you know, when things go south, they go south. Yeah, yeah I know how that goes. Yeah, that's not very fun. Well, you made it out alive, right? So... Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. Oh, you know what? Whenever I hear those words, I, I tend to shudder. <laughs> oh, it was that kind of job. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry, won't say it again. Yeah, because when things can go south, you usually don't expect them to go so far something you know <clears throat> you're literally pulling people out of the fire but i mean i'm pretty sure you've experienced your first share as well <laughs> yeah it's been like that for like the last six months all these hmm. crazy monsters and shit sort of coming around especially just in those spots right so similar to the uh oh gosh has she been told about the tiger yeah you guys told her about oh, the tiger okay. Uh, so this, has it been like the dire tiger that we fought? Yeah, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty sure they're related in some way, shape, or form. Uh, 
Yeah, it was bizarre. I mean, <laughs> granted, I've never really fought a creature like that before, but I I've been seeing wanna... some some weird stuff, man. It's been it's been an interesting six months. I'm sure. <laughs> it's been the same for us. Like, you know, to come back and find out, you know. We felt like we've been in Barovia for years, and for some, it's only been yeah, a couple of months for us. I mean, for everyone else. <clears throat> yeah. Time's getting weird. Time's getting weird. Yes. Seems so. But what's so strange about us, like the, these creatures, like, is it strictly just time that's causing them to do the things that they can do? Time? I don't know about time. It just seems like... It almost seems like things are getting thing other things they're not supposed to. I mean, if that may even makes sense. It, it just sort of feels like it's just a convergence of so much energy. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's, so, it's sort of the way that like portals work. Like There's so much energy that sort of is concentrated in this one spot. It sort of pierces through, and this feels like instead of piercing through and making a portal, it's like affecting everything around it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's changing all of these things that would be normal for the most part, as normal as it gets here. But now it's not normal. Things that shouldn't have magic have magic, and magic doesn't work the same way anymore. And people are losing time, like literally losing time, going into a town for what they say is a day, and they come back a month later. Weird shit like that. Similar to what happened to us. It seems seems like it maybe. Uh-uh. Although wasn't wasn't Barovia in like a demi plane type shit? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I was just familiar with it. I, I just assumed it was a time difference. Yeah. I mean, that could be it too. But. Yeah, no, that's just what's been happening, and it's been weird. Like you're, you're from, you're from Ground Zero, right? Uh, yes. Uh, wait, uh, out of game. Is Sirius from Ground Zero? Yeah, one of the different Sirius okay. is from Ground Zero. I, I was just, <laughs> I know we're different, dealing with the different planes. Yeah. Yeah, Sirius <laughs> is from Ravenwood. Ah, right. Yeah. He's one hundred percent. He's it, all the stuff that's happened in the other campaigns canon. It's just, okay. It is what it is. <clears throat> ah, yes. I'm actually from Ravenwood. Yeah. Oh no way! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a nice little spot up there. Yeah, it's pretty much like <laughs> an adventurous town. I guess that, that's how I remember it. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been back in a long time, but I'm pretty sure it's just as lively as it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, sure it is. <laughs> I haven't been up there in quite a bit either. <laughs> she sort she sort of leans in. The old man's been sending me all over the place lately, so it's been, a, it's been a while since I've been really anywhere that wasn't work-related. Well, I can see with all the things happening, you know, the need to 
get a good grasp on the situation. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's why it's got everybody working like crazy. Yeah. yeah more than likely. Oh, I'm sure you guys will find out something when you get over to Grand City. But actually, what do you, uh, what do you remember about Grand City? Like, I know it was kind of weird before, like after the whole faking sort of shit that went down. But uh, I'm trying to remember myself. <laughs> Well, time works weird, so maybe you just maybe it's affecting your memory or something like that. I, I, but it wasn't necessarily a. It's not that. It's not necessarily a bad thing that you don't remember. Exactly, Ground City is a big place. It was. You could just see it again, though. <laughs> yep, it might not be what you remember. Yeah, at this point <laughs> with some of these crazy things I'm pretty sure it's not <laughs> yeah no worries it is what it is I guess <laughs> okay. looks like it's about time okay you want to go grab uh the tabaxi, the one with the weird accent? <laughs> uh, yes, I will go wake him up. <laughs> Alright. So I go get Kyber. <laughs> Are you awake? Should I have to nudge you? <laughs> up, you muted. I'm sleeping. Come on, Kyber, Kyber. Oh, no, 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 not the giblets. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm saying right uh, Come on. I don't want to have to use make water on you again. <laughs> uh, what, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? What's that? Well, it's my shift. Yes, it is your shift. I like it. Patch serious in the back. Go, go get some sleep. Right. It's your beauty. Fine. Hey, man. Just keep your eyes peeled. Try not right. to fall asleep. Glad you want to roll me a d6. Yeah. Can you hear me? Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a regular d6. Okay. Can you see me? Nope. Um, All good. That, this one? <coughs> it's the cube. Looks like a regular die. It's like the Three. normal die. Three? Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. As you're heading over uh, Kyber, uh, there's nobody at the fire at this point. Sonari is nowhere to be found. I just whispered myself like, huh, she might be bumping uglies with uh, tails again. Stay <laughs> by the fire and just pull out my book. All right, roll me an intelligence check. Uh, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Oh. All right. Um, 
I remember correctly, you were reading something on blood magic, hemocraft. Yep. This is something that actually like really makes sense for you, like the cost of the magic and like these different rights and stuff. Like it really sort of like you really sort of key in on this. This is something that you actually sort of understand mechanically. Uh, roll me a perception check. Uh, you, you sort of dive into your book a little earlier than you haven't even really looked around yet. <laughs> it's a ten. You give yourself a quick sort of cursory glance. Everything looks pretty cool. It's quiet. It's the moon and stars are out. You actually have light to read by. You are just nose deep, just buried into the book. And uh, your watch goes without a hitch. And um, yeah, it is now uh, or will be when Law is able to return. It will be Galahad and uh, Zex's watch. So I'm just humming. <laughs> just humming a little tune. <laughs> nice time kill. I like it. <laughs> just keep killing time. Keep killing. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. He's just. This is humming. It's a small world after all. <laughs> no, I feel like he's it, he got the whole world in his hands. He's got, got the whole wide world. I mean, he did say that. He did, but he, but all saying. creepily, you know. Now he's just singing it to kill time. <laughs> It'd be even better if it was the Robin Hood the. <laughs> yeah. You you can you can wake Galahad up if you want. I'll I'll yeah. I'll uh so as I'm reading my book isn't very it doesn't always want to get up on time. Ooh, yeah. No, yeah, we'll have Galahad get him up. So I just get up. <laughs> I'm walking over to Galahad as I'm reading my book. I'm doing a little jig going <laughs> and just whistling. And then um I just lean over to Galahad and go, Hey buddy. Mm. <sighs> By the gods. Is it my time? The gods said it's your time. And then points it to my hand. It's your time. I'm gonna go take my nap now. <sighs> A kitty oh. needs to sleep. Oh. Alright. Thank you, Kyver. I hear your your old bones cracking. You're dying old age. Uh, make your way to your bedroll. And I make my way to my bed. Uh I get up and then I head over to uh to Zex to get him awake and then head my way on over to the uh, to the log. Just sit down, waiting for him to come over. I'll be there in a sec. Alright, so while he's doing that, I kind of just look up into the stars and um, just contemplating, praying, seeing if I get any, other, any more visions of what I saw the last time with the Black Knight, with the with the five horns of the colors of Tiamat. Uh, see if I get anything from that. Roll me that religion check, kid. All 
Oh, nice. Uh, 22. You get these same flashes that you gotten before, but they're... It's almost sort of in a... Think of it almost sort of as like longer cuts of the same set of footage. Like first you were seeing bursts with this role and, and this sort of sort of keying in on this particular question in this particular moment that you've seen already. You're starting to see more. And as the sort of picture sort of widens on this scene, you are seeing what look like and what you would recognize as this night smiting these Goliath and as it sort of pans back you see a at least an adult black dragon with what looks like sparks of lightning sort of crackling around its wings and spraying ice from its mouth and then the vision sort of stops and you are and uh, I make a connection that whoever is smiting that person is connected to this dragon potentially partnering with them or that is their mount or, or, or something seems I... I'm saying this to myself because I don't think Zex has gotten to my head. But essentially thinking... Uh, I need a... I need a dragon or, or something. There's two of them. And I wonder all of these Goliaths are being wiped out. Uh, uh, I don't know how soon I would have made it for that breakthrough. Uh... But I would have sat by the campfire with you. Uh, I would have summoned another uh, bestial spirit in the form of a bird, so we could play a duo. Okay. Um, and kind um, of hang out with him. Uh, I see Galahad rubbing his temple. You're right there. I I got more information from my prayers. Um. This knight that is killing the Goliaths, he is he, they, she. They are not alone. They have the aid of an adult black dragon. Adult black dragon? Yes. And I, I don't know if I got to tell you the other night, it seems that this, this person wears a helmet uh, with effigies that represent Tiamat. So I need to get to the ridge, but and we are in no shape to take on a adult black dragon, I feel. Nowhere close. Uh, I need to... Mm, I don't... I don't know. Maybe... Maybe this has to do with the temple in Sloan that Chico was telling us about. I, I don't know. We we need more help. I, 
I'll keep praying on this and tell you what I find, but... I'm hoping Argo can send people up there, send us up there or something, because there's too much to do and not enough hands on deck. Indeed. Indeed. I, I'm not sure. And if we struggled against Revenants and Strahd, this yep. can... Uh, we're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, what of you? How are your dreams? What is this spiritual com- companion you've manifested a number of times now? Yeah, I've been um, struggling with my place in the group. The Being, uh, our my- group or your guild? I guess a little bit of both, but more so our group, our party. Um, I felt that I wasn't being either utilized or I wasn't I wasn't using my skills to the best of my abilities that I should be. I wasn't looking at it the way I should be. Hmm. I was thinking in terms of damage and combat not the skills that rangers possess and for the road of head you guys are going to need a ranger not a damage dealer and that's who i am and that's what i do and that's what i bring to this group and with duo's help and the aid of hopefully some uh bestial buddies that i can now summon um we can do that hmm seems so i uh i was talking to argo well i sent argo a letter a couple months back i guess for him um i was telling my my siblings at the guild that i considered heavily changing my uh conclave which would have been a lot of training and a lot of work um and you would have would you lose your connection to duo Essentially, as I as I get stronger as a Beastmaster, my connection with Duo does as well. Um, but I thought I needed to become a Monster Slayer because on the horizon, all I saw was us fighting and fighting and fighting. And I thought that that's what we needed. Um, thanks to the conversation I had with Duo the other day, I think that's not what we need. Um... So yeah, uh, it's been an interesting few days of reflection and trying to figure things out. I still can't make heads or tails of this list of things, but I um, I remember early days training with Argo. He told me about um, Cold Spring and hold on, pull it up. Cold Spring. Cold Spring. Cold Spring is a place in Long Island. <laughs> um, Alright. Uh, he told me about Cold Spring. It's rumored to have an ancient white dragon using it as Slayer. The cold desert is home of a legendary creature known as the Ruby Rock. And Tritania, 
is under is an underwater city city notoriously hostile towards outsiders and supposedly protected by a kraken these are all stories that he told me you know looking at a map of granzi and showing me a lay of the land i don't know what that means though i don't know what significance or relevance it has to what we're about to do It seems there be legendary creatures and legendary places where where we may need to go. It would it would make sense that whoever is planning this cataclysm of planes would hide these machines guarded either by a group of people or monsters who whose lairs they inhabit. What's the best way to protect these things than to put legendary creatures that no mere person can stumble upon or a group of adventurers would think twice of going into? That does track the likelihood of these things being old enough to date back to the times of Marcus Grimes when he created the gates. Might actually... Yeah. Um. Oh, that's why she said I'm looking for a wild goose chase. Um, so when I was back at the guild, and my siblings were telling me that it's essentially a wild goose chase to go looking for these things, mm. because no one, no one's found them in years. You're right. What if they're in places that no one dares go? Because it's almost certifiable death. Yes, and there's a white dragon, a kraken, and what was the other beast? A red rock. The ruby rock. So think a rock-sized phoenix. It is basically Uh. the legend. It flies over the desert during the day with its scorching fire wings. Yep. Yes, we are in no shape to take on any of these legendary creatures. Not yet. Not yet. We... But that might be a good place to start looking. At least, not us. If I can get Argo on board to send people there to look, I know... He's going to look at me like I have 16 heads. I already see him looking at me like I'm crazy. But it's it's a good hunch. And it's a it, great place to start. It's the only thing we have. Uh, I mean, we we go to Grand City. We, we check everything, see if we can find any information. I'm sure Grand City has a, a library of some sorts. They do. And they do. we do a bit of research, a bit of reading. Yeah, I got a lot of reading to do. Um, we can't just go headfirst into these three areas and fight whatever comes our way. And not to mention the issues on the in these specific areas. I still need to make a way to Terran Ridge and we need to see what 
the other beings of Guranzi are doing about this. Yeah. Tommy, would I know of any, like, guilds or, like, adventure guilds other than, like, I would say, like, I guess the Lion Storms Guild is still around, if it's still around, but is there anything, you know, that would be taking care of this? Taking care of what, like, specifically? Like, like if there if there's stuff like, uh, you know, the uh, Death Knight on the on you know out there in the world, would there be another group of adventurers like a guild who are specifically tasked for that, or is it usually like shuffle there's guild a, there's and potential? I mean, like, there's a bunch of guilds out there. You don't necessarily know all of them. Some of a lot of them are like shuffle guild is one of the bigger more widespread guilds a lot of the guilds tend to be in like pocket areas each sort of gotcha. area has their own sort of it, think of it as, it's sort of like a pseudo militia but more to deal with other things it's a, around you know, like the town guard but they're more adventurer as opposed to just guards okay gotcha neighborhood watch but adventurers <laughs> all right perfect um yeah normally they would have other uh smaller guilds or you know adventuring parties that would handle this kind of thing but the fact that um it's gotten this bad i don't know um if or why it's happening i guess at best we just get there and figure it out what we can do yeah yeah um yeah question i know it's completely odd and random but um do you remember your time before being in grandia at all no 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 the i just remember the stories the the one that comes to mind was the one we talked about when with Chico when he told us about the 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 cave the temple in the mountains temple. Right. for Melora that is just the story I heard as a child growing up around the fire it's something you tell the children but this revelation that I come from a different plane, then it makes sense that there is a temple in Sloan that we will eventually need to get to. Now, will we have to travel between all of these planes and go from one to the other to figure out what we need? I'm, I'm not sure. I can, if we, if we get to the ridge, I can see if I can speak to any of the elders that are still around if there are any i i just don't don't know um tommy tommy would i remember would i remember anything any other stories from my time or anything that i mean it this was for you this was like 75 years ago yeah this is like in 70 60 years ago so i mean like you remember some it's mostly like the standard like hero stories this one was sort of different it was it's sort of like it was like sort of like the creation sort of belief in the tribe that the like this was like the like one little pocket that wasn't 
that was even worshipping gods at that point. They weren't even really gods. They were like the spirits of creation. Like it was almost sort of nature. You guys were up in the mountains. But uh, yeah. outside of that, no, the, that, that one's like the real one that is pertinent to sort of what you're thinking for. If that okay. Makes sense. Cool. Uh, and then law, you had said something about me being the elder. Yeah. I, I uh, when you say, uh, gotta speak to one of the elders, I look at him and laugh and say, you are the elder. Yeah. Well, to I you. know only six months have passed here, but, uh, as far as we know, you're the oldest Goliath period. To you, I am the elder to, to them. I am I could be an anomaly. A I know we spoke about this, that all these great deeds of strength are not what make a person. So it's just trying to fight that in years and generations of thinking of your people. So they see me at seventy five years and will question what have you been doing? For you to get this old have you been complacent you come here speaking of bringing us together and you are this old so that will be something to see when i get back to the ridge if there is anything to get back to you'll be all right yes so we will see what happens, but make our way over to Grand City and make our next move from there. Indeed. But I want you to know that you are needed here and you are useful and valued. The three weeks in Barovia were but training. <laughs> How we uh, get trained, but yeah that's been the general consensus the best way to get training is through experience not what you can do at training with your brothers and sisters and and them holding back a bit there are life and death situations that we that were that were there was no way for them to be emulated in your training and you live through them so yes using jack of all trades as a close com close quarters or long range weapon you've mastered that you've decided that you know how to use it and now it is time for you to go through the rest of your skills and how they'll apply to the party duo being one of them that relationship with with him that you have will blossom into much more you'll become inseparable to you and invaluable to this to this group valuable whatever the word is <laughs> uh, you're doing the right thing keep on the track the path that you walk and you'll be fine all of us here are growing as individuals and as a team much appreciated Galahad as always you're like my little big brother now yeah so i don't know i don't know if literally where we were started i was older than you, than you uh, i don't i don't think little you time fits, in the clink and uh you, you know fits in the moniker anymore <laughs> yeah so but 
Just keep moving forward. That's all we can do. Keep doing it. Tommy, I don't think we rolled for perception. You no, you know. didn't. <laughs> Luckily, nothing happens. You guys are deep in conversation the entire watch. You only stop to realize that the sun is now coming up, and you really haven't like looked around where you are. But you sort of take a quick look, and there's no tigers coming around. Nope. <laughs> right. Everyone's still here. Everyone's still got their shit. Watch accomplished. Yep. No tigers. No tigers. <laughs> no tigers. No, no tigers. <laughs> yep. Ooh. Everyone wakes up with a refreshing sleep, long rest. Everyone's all recharged and ready to go. 